In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option. Coming to you courtesy of Immaculata Productions, uh, which also produced The Conversation, uh, and um, also a range, a range of homilies, which is what we're doing now. Patreon, PayPal, subscription, you know. Tough gospel. Crikey. I mean, last week was tough. He really is giving us timber and shoe leather alternately. Uh, this is no joke. And this week, it's uh, that tumultuous and fascinating topic of marriage. Mm. It's one of the great failures of modern imagination that while it's obsessed with sex and likes to think it's obsessed with romance, it seems to regard marriage as somehow fuddy-duddy. And yet the image of the wedding, the, the, the how will I put it, the literary and theatrical um, motif of the wedding comes up again and again. And for all the possibilities of modern life to avoid commitment, marriage is still quite a popular choice. Uh, there's an increase in civil marriages, but then it has become possible to do civil marriages uh, a bit more elegantly than was the case in the past in Ireland. Quite a lot of people still opt for church marriages, even sadly where they're not believers. But of course, the church believes that marriage is of the natural law. We didn't invent it, we regulate it for our members. It's a sacrament between two baptised persons. But it may be a marriage without being a sacrament if people aren't believers and not baptised. Marriage is a very serious business. It is the most exciting the most outrageous, the funkiest, the craziest, the most insane, the most savage thing that most people do in their lives. Marriage is one strange commodity. Mm. I do weddings all the time. They're the most terrible thing I do. They have the most terrible beauty in Yeats's phrase. They have, they, they have such grandeur. What do you get in a wedding, right? I mean, this, we are the last romantics. The last romantics. The church is not killable. It's indefectible. But if the church were killable, romance would die with us. Because for true romance, you must have the presence of the absolute. And in this relationship, you have I and thou. Two objectively real creations, creatures, personages, individualities. Two worlds meet each other in a sacred place, in a terrible place, a beautiful place. On the sacred ground of the church before God, before be represented by priest bishop or deacon, must be a cleric in major orders. And the cleric witnesses the marriage. He does not confer the sacrament which is conferred by the two parties on each other. 
and the two parties are those most two those two most different things in the world the two forms of the same humanity who dance around each other in life in literature in art and in the sacred scriptures man and woman and we see it in the first reading the man the woman flesh of his flesh company for him his companion nothing is more romantic than marriage in marriage these two different and yet similar creations meet each other and they do something which is so insane that in some ways it flies against common sense common sense will tell you that you don't you don't have to buy the cow to get milk common sense will tell the woman there are loads of men have lovers take lovers yeah don't commit it'll tell the man there are loads of women take a mistress whatever live with somebody simulate marriage hmm? there are loads of cheap cut price alternatives live a plastic marriage but this is beyond common sense this is the very truth itself it's where two forms of the same sacred creation humanity meet and they take their entire lives their their individuality their person and they throw them on the ground in front of the other like elizabethan courtier flinging his cloak over a puddle for the queen to step on and they say to each other i am going to let you into my life i am going to let you get to know me I am going to let you get to know me to the extent that if we ever become enemies, you can destroy me. You hear this? You don't say it exactly like that, but that's what you're saying. Because if you're going to share your life with somebody and you're going to let them watch you, and particularly at the risk of being sexist, the man allowing the woman to do so because women have a different take on things, a much more detailed take on things and a woman will get to know a man better than the man will get to know the woman. I honestly believe that. And they say to each other, take it, take everything I have, my dreams, my hopes, everything for the future. As Yeats said, tread softly for you tread on my dreams. And you have no guarantee they will tread softly. That's what I see as a priest. One, the other do in marriage. That is what must not be separated. Let, let me tell you this with clarity. Now, people were getting very upset lately because Boris Johnson got married in church. Live with it. Suck it up. Get over it. We're kill telling people the church regulates marriage for its members. 
You contract a marriage outside the church. If you're a member of the church, that marriage is null and void and there's nothing to be done about it. Unless you, you decide to do something about it and get married before a priest, deacon or bishop. Or you get the permission of your bishop to contract marriage in a civil forum. Otherwise, you're free to marry. If two people contract a valid marriage, freely, knowingly, between them, without fraud, without deception, without deceit, that is binding as long as both live. Before God, they are one flesh. They retain their individual wills, but they are one flesh before God. And if you divorce that, what you do is you try to take that one flesh and you try to tear it in two. Sinew, veins, bones, blood, flesh. Now you can say back to me, I, I know what I'm saying here. I mean, people's marriages fail. Tell me about it. Look at all the priests that have left the priesthood. Tell me about it. Life is full of tragedy. I'm not judging people whose marriages fail. I'm not judging priests who have left the priesthood. Many of them better men than I'll ever be. I'm just saying you become a priest. You're a priest forever and that's it. And if you have to go, fair enough, but that's failure. And it shouldn't be called anything else. I have failure in my life. We have to learn to call failure, failure. And if a marriage fails, that is a profound failure. But the priest is still a priest and the marriage is still a marriage. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You said the words. You think that's nothing? I can have an agreement with you in civil law. It's not just the church that goes on with this. Sooner or later, you have to, pin, you have to attempt to pin down the mystery of existence and, and translate it into recognisable signs. If I have an agreement with you in civil law and we have a contract that you, you, um, I don't know, you have the, you have the use of my property and every year you have to give me a teddy bear. Every year. I can put that into the contract and if we both sign that contract, I get my teddy bear every year. I retain the ownership of the property and if I don't get my teddy bear and the years go by and I don't get my teddy bears, you can claim ownership of that property. It's called prescription. Squatter's rights. Possession is nine-tenths. You, you, you say the words freely, all else being equal. That's marriage and that's it. And everything else is tragedy. And I can't abolish tragedy. Only God can abolish tragedy. And tragedy is abolished in the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you cannot get to the solution to tragedy except through the cross. If you're married and your marriage has failed, I respect that. If you're married and you've had to separate from your partner, I respect that. But no, you may not marry again. Unless you can prove that first marriage invalid, you may not marry again. You must remain separate for the rest of your life.
Go on, say it. I don't blame you. Say it. You hanging judge. You sit there in your black clothes and you pronounce the sentence. My friend, I live under a sentence. We're all under a sentence. I wrote the sentence. I wrote my own sentence. Do you think I was landed up in front of the bishop, trussed up like a turkey? Okay, having been brought on the back of a tractor, dragged by my ankles, okay, with two shotguns behind me. And, and, and a couple of people with pitchforks in case I turned to the left or right. Come off it. I went up freely. I knew what I was doing. I was 29. I handed over my entire life. I swore obedience to the bishop and his successors. You got married. Now, if you're thinking of marriage, thanks be to God. If you're thinking of throwing away your life and behaving like, like uh, I don't know, like uh, uh, some sort of a, a Mills and Boone writer on acid, okay, and you're going to go in there and you're going to throw away your life, you're going to, you're going to give your life to this Egypt, you're going to give your life to that, that, that waster, okay, you're going to throw away your life, okay, I'm sure they're not Egypt, but you know what I'm saying. I'm telling you, go you, that's fantastic. But you study the form like any gambler. Know what you're doing. As much as any of us ever do. And you call in God to witness this and to give you the grace to do it. And then when you do it, I'm sorry, if it goes wrong, you must bear the failure. Like I or anyone else must. You can't dissolve that this side of the grave. You can't. That is romance. Do you think, do you think romance is some sort of a box of milk tray where there are no coffees and strawberries? Where it's all mm, the chewy, crunchy ones, you know, the really ones, the ones you really like? Okay, come off it. You get the box, you don't get the next box and you finish that one. Haven't you ever sat through an Irish Christmas? You'll create an unbearable stress when you don't admit the reality of the situation. Look around you. You're surrounded by failures. We're all failures. Everyone's a failure but that one man. Turn to him. If your marriage is working, God bless you. I'm happy for you. And if it's not working, God bless you. I'm happy for you. Because either way, you must work out God's will. You must carry your cross. And we have to get to heaven. God has given us a way. I pray for you. You pray for me. Because we are both engaged in absolutely crucial things. And thank God for it. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>